Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. I am Bad Gamer Crowley. And hello, I am Bad Gamer Bishop. Gamer Galore Garrick. I love the alliteration. Bad Gamer Joe. And I'm Bad Gamer Jason. Get good, scrubs. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast made by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, reviews, news, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Kat and Austin. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. This is episode 95. I'm your host, Kat, and joining me today, as always, are Caden and Austin. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. How are y'all? Ah, could be better. Could be better, my friend. I'm alive, so. Barely. Got that going for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, before we actually get into things, I did quickly want to mention to all of our listeners uh, to make sure you check out all of the other podcasts that Creative Bring Andy does have, like Simply Stogies, Drunkenomics, uh, Smoking and Drinking in Space. Right now, Smoking and Drinking in Space is covering Star Trek Picard each Wednesday. Uh, James, Jason, and Rob break down each episode and give out unique awards, so make sure to give them a listen at creativebraincandy.com. What have you guys been uh, playing this week? Uh, I've been playing uh, some Baldur's Gate 2 and uh, recently got a the Bioshock collection on sale, so I played a little bit of the first game and kind of played a little bit of each game to kind of figure out where I want to start and kind of revisit uh, my childhood. Uh, as for me, uh, Baldur's Gate 2 as well, um, but I also got uh, Call of Duty, I believe it's the third one, and I also was able to actually play a PC game for the first time, so I'm like, yay, Woo-hoo! little victory. Way to get with the times. Uh, did I make it? Did, did I make the Y2K? Jesus. That was a scary good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't know what age I am. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I still know. Oh, boy. I think uh-huh. I could fathom a guess. Uh-huh. What have you been playing this week, Kat? Uh, well, aside from the game of life. A little bit of Baldur's Gate, not much anything else this week. It's Wait, been, uh, the game of something. life, like the old board game? That thing is ancient. No, not the old board game, like the sad game called My Life. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> those are two completely not different things. I'm doing poorly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, what are we starting with first, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, well, wow. it seems that the Suns are taking the rest of the regular season to Twitch. Um, in light of the coronavirus, uh, they released a tweet stating that the season isn't over yet. We will continue to play the Sun Season games on at NBA 2K. Saturday game, Saturday's game will be moved to tomorrow. This was you know, released as of March 20, March 12th, 2020. Um, they asked people to join them on Twitch uh, as they take on the Dallas Mavs. Go sports ball. This is what <laughs> this is the future of gaming, everybody. Where the actual athletes play the video games themselves. Well, and, and that brings up an interesting question of do will we see simulated sports? So, you know, your Madden, uh, FIFA games, the NBA 2K series, 
will we see those replacing the physical sports now that it's been recommended that you stay away from gatherings of 50, you know, 50 people or more. And uh, even then it's still advised you don't go have a social interaction due to the coronavirus that is sweeping the world. Doing that, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, my opinion of that is, is that it really depends on the season. This is probably just a very rare circumstance where things just coincide and then it's just like, hey, why don't we give them a show, right? And especially how, you know, it's just, hey, man, uh, the actual NBA guys are playing the NBA video game. I mean, that's going to draw a lot of attention. That's going to make sure that, hey, you know, people still play basketball video games, even though I rarely do. Right, but do you think that, it, you know, pe people will take it as seriously as the actual physical game? Well, you know, they'll be placing bets on it, and it'll actually become a, you know, NBA matches in NBA 2K will be a serious you know, thing. Cause I think if it's the actual people playing, then, yeah, there's going to be bets on it. And, you know, especially with there's things, uh, you know, on the black market. And, you know, sue me, but it's like... You know, you can bet on anything nowadays. You can bet on a baby farting on the internet. Yes, you can do that. I've seen it. It's highly disturbing. Point is, people can bet on anything. If they can bet on this, then that's just another way for you to be like, hey, I'm getting my G's in, baby. I called that two-pointer. Woo! Halfway through. I was going to ask a follow-up question, but I'm not going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> not fall for it. So, I mean, but do you think there will be drawbacks to that? Because, well, I mean, for instance, you know, betting on the actual you know, sport of basketball, we'll say, you know, it's a it's a measure of the team's both you know strategy and their physical accomplishments. Um, in the games, you're limited. It, it's not. It's no longer. It does. It no longer requires you know uh, actual physical achievement. It has some strategy, but a lot of it is hoping that your gameplay is good enough. And most of the sports games that I have played, um, especially like the Madden series, they don't play very well. They're not really all that great. So I, you know, will will that if that was to you know to be bet on, if the teams were to get together in you know, teams of five and go at it, would that be a disservice to the sport? Because the fact that it's, you know, a far cry from the actual game itself. I think, yeah, it will. Honestly, Definitely. I mean, I, I can agree with Kat on that one. It's just like, you never know. You just, you just don't really know. And sometimes people are bored or sometimes they need like a little outstretch, right? But at the same time, what, are, what else are you going to do? Like they need to continue to get the following somehow. Yeah, get the money. We can't we won't actually play the sports. See, I'd be like, oh no, I can't show off my kicks to the world. How am I gonna do that? <laughs> Wait, I have an idea. I can still play video games. Fair. What I'm interested to find out is how good these people are at video game <laughs> them versus <laughs> reality them. Right. Wouldn't that be Speaking a This is gonna be a shit show and hilarious. See, I think that'd be such a cool idea. Hey, you know. Play with your favorite celebrity on a video game, Scarlett Johansson, the well, guy from the, the Star, Star Wars. Wars movies. So what you're saying is that Scarlett Johansson is your celebrity crush? <laughs> Actually, that's my wife, but thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. Uh -huh. Speaking of gaming during the coronavirus, um, apparently there's some 
you know, plenty of articles that are discussing games that you should be playing while you're stuck in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, It'll be fun. On gaming. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Want to talk about it, Austin, well, since you seem oddly excited about it? I'm more than excited. I'm quite thrilled so. at the thought, Caden. Thank you. God. <laughs> anyway. I, I regret asking. <laughs> Of course you did, but you always know because curiosity kills the cats. But um, seriously, though. No, Corona's going to kill me. <laughs> I thought the insanity would. <laughs> no, the insanity is going to cause me to kill others. Well, in order to not kill each other, there are some definitely games that you definitely need to have, especially if you're in certain areas from the coronavirus outbreak that you just need to kill some time in. I mean, I've heard some wait times of up to two to six weeks. Super insane. But in order to satisfy your bloodlust, here are some games I see coming from PCMag.com. Insanely long games to hole up and play for hours and hours on end. Starting with Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Now, that is pretty obvious. I out of 10, love that game. Yes. And it's like you can play 100 hours of playtime, like, solidly. And especially with, you know, the different classes you can pick the different skills that you can outset the next time you play um, or different choices. It's always going to leave you step in step in regards to that. So that's obviously a a pretty good go-to game. Uh, Let's see here. This list is long. Uh, Persona 5. Oh, those have notoriously been very long games. Yes. And from what I hear... Never played it. What? I haven't either. I have friends who have been like playing, you know, burning through the entire series back to back. Um, like, I mean, it's a hundred hours at least. Yes, it's definitely long and it's coming out uh, March 31st for the PlayStation 4. So it's going to be the enhanced version, not a new one, but just an enhanced version of Persona 5 Royale. So different storylines, being able to do social linking system, uh, and, you know, have some real fun in those dungeons. Are we right, ladies and gentlemen? Um, <laughs> no. One that I could personally get behind is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, yeah. I personally have dumped, oh, like, 80, 90 hours in it. And that was with me, you know, not even doing all the side quests like I want to. And in fact, uh, at some point, I will be doing a you know, Death March, a new game plus playthrough on the hardest difficulty. Uh, kind of just give myself a bit of a challenge. Um, After actually binge watching The Witcher on Netflix, I watched it all in one night. I stayed up until like four in the morning watching them. I would actually play this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And I mean, the the Witcher 3 kind of gives you a bit of a recap throughout the game on what has happened in the previous games. So it's recommended you play the previous games, but you don't necessarily need to. And what I did was before I played it, I just watched a couple YouTube videos that were like 30 minutes each. And it explained the you know the backstory of the game fairly well. Well, that in this game is like from what I'm reading here, thirty six different endings. Like that's insane. Like I can maybe imagine like four or five, maybe six, but thirty six. That's like yep. that's insane. You're never gonna end that game like ever. Like if you yes. try to lie to yourself, that's that's your problem. Yeah, it's all based on, and it's it's not like something where oh, it's based off of the last couple of choices. It's, it's it's based off of choices you've made throughout the entirety of the game. Now, I personally wouldn't say that you know 
while there's 36 different endings that you're going to notice a big difference in all of those endings. Uh, but I will say that th- there is, you know, five or six of them that are drastically different from, from each other. So, and then on top of that, there's the DLC, which are both very well done. Oh no, I see Cat's game made this list. Darn it. Yeah, it did. Want to tell us about I'm it, I'm so excited. Oh yeah. So, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Hell yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be restarting that and uh taking my sweet time. <laughs> I love this game so much. Oh yeah, what's so special oh. about a cat? Is it is it give you I'm special good features? At it. No, I'm just good at it. <laughs> it's because it's easy. <laughs> uh, the, okay. Well, and then there's the fact that the, the fastest that A1 has ever managed to one hundred percent the game and its DLC is slightly under 27 hours. And that's... But why would you want to do it fast? There's so many parts you ha- to enjoy. He must not Speed have a running. life. Or he's just like, God, if you give me a sign, please figure out a way I can live. Play Legend of Zelda, my son. But yeah, there's there's several other games on this list. Uh, most of them I've either heard of or played. There's a couple here that I haven't played, uh, but I, I you should definitely check out the link. Uh, to see if any of these games appeal to you. So it looks like um, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X release dates may uh, be coronavirus's next victims. Yeah, because you know coronavirus hasn't killed enough things already. Et tu, Brute. Yeah, uh, there's so they're not coming out in 2020, sadly. Um, I figured that there would be a pushback especially considering that so like to my knowledge neither company had even made functioning prototypes you know or you know final finalized prototypes of the consoles yet and i know that sony uh you know a few weeks back was attempting to actually lower the cost of the console uh and dealing with the fact that the the memory that they were using uh was kind of in short supply uh because between the between the coronavirus kind of showing its claws and the fact that smartphones also use uh, the memory that they were requiring, uh, it was kind of hard for them to grab it at a low enough price. Well, I mean, you know, they're just going to have to catch up. And with this coronavirus, it puts everything back. It puts financing back. It puts places that are developing the pieces or parts that go to these consoles and yep. it just makes it that much harder because now people are like, well, I'm pulling out my money because this might not happen with the parts being missing. And so then it just backtracks so far. And then it's just it's just a big, big old like catch-up game. Now, there is good news with this. Um, being that it won't be released this year, uh, Xbox, the Xbox Series X will be completely backwards compatible with all the games from this year or from just a games in the next in the last last console last generation uh which means if you get a games this holiday season uh you'll be able to play them on the newest xbox uh and i'm pretty sure the playstation 5 is gonna be following in suit um and i mean if you have to wait a few extra months i think that's a i think that's a small price to pay especially to ensure that the consoles come out right and affordable with the world. I have to agree with you on know. that. I mean, there's no way that they would have known the coronavirus was 
going to become a thing. Or did but they? But it would have. Yeah, I don't think so. That's a conspiracy theory for another time. Austin's trying to kill all of us. But right. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way that they could have known that this was going to happen. But what would have been smartest for them to try to push it out right now? Because people are going to be spending so much time indoors and not out and playing video games. They should have really pushed for at least some to be released, like a select few amount of consoles. Yeah. And also uh, Nintendo has been suffering from production uh, delays with their console as well. Well, everybody's going to suffer, man. Like half the stuff and pieces that are come from our like valued parts come from China. The development, the, the, the archigramming, I'm just saying. When you take away something that, it, you know, and put a pandemic on it, you make life like living heck. Are you allowed to say hell? I guess we'll see when uh, Arturo decides to bleep you saying that or not. I think you just cut that part out entirely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get it on. Right Stop. on. Stop. So with that sultry voice from Austin, uh, Kat, you want to tell us about this little fancy article you decided to add in here? <laughs> no. <laughs> traumatized now. It's <laughs> just awful. So it looks like so, you can rent an e-girl now. <laughs> oh my that's my like that. that's my synopsis of the article you can you can rent an e-girl yeah so to play a fine print yeah so a, a man named brian jung who's a 25 year old student at uc berkeley um basically after selling his uh the company that he originally had uh decided to create a site so that you could pay people to play games with you uh the motivation behind this to quote him was i uh, he, he, he had gotten into World of Warcraft for 12 years and uh, recently before the company was made uh, or before the site was made had gotten into League of Legends um, and to quote him he stated I don't have many friends who play games uh, and added that at Berkeley everyone is too busy studying to queue up and rank up he then goes on to say it's hard for me to find anyone to play games with that's part of why I created this site uh Basically, you could pay girls online to play games with you. And <laughs> that sounds so bad when you say it like that. <laughs> like, but if it, there's also geez, e-boys, Austin. actually. I'm sorry? There's e-boys, too. It's not sexist. Oh, yeah. There, there's there's a couple of those there. Uh, there. There's nothing risque about this. It's literally just paying people to play games with you because you can't go out and if you make need friends a yourself. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back again. What impression is that? <laughs> is that just like an Austin original or is that you impersonating someone? Right. From what I remember, it was Mr. Bean. That is not Mr. That's Bean. That's not Mr. Bean. Not at all. It's not oh. Mr. Bean? Then who no. was that? Or no. I mean, you might be trying, but no, no, it does no. not sound like him. It's it a, a terrible movie. Mr. Bean impression. D- don't, don't make me forget it. Um, Rat Race. Yes. Rat Race. He has the same voice in Rat Race. It's the actor who plays <laughs> Mr. Bean. I just can't remember his name. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Rowan, Rowan so Atkinson. The, the, the article goes on. Basically, the people who wrote the article, they went and tested this and played a couple games with a couple different uh, e-girls through the site. Uh, and it seems to have gone fairly well. Um, the people that they were playing with were very supportive and 
fairly nice. Um, and when asked what most of them, you know, most of them are also, you know, have part-time jobs that, uh, the, the couple they played with had part-time jobs at GameStop, but, uh, most of the people on here, this doesn't seem to be their primary career, which I think is, you know, nice. Uh, and it seems that a good majority of them just use the money to buy more video games. See, but they're real people. I mean, it's not like, I'll be your friend. Let's play games together. Like, uh, some no, of them are like that. Some On of the them topic are. of doing that voice. Uh, yeah, it says um, there are a couple of e-boys, too, who often adopt the appropriate cutesy language alongside pickup lines. Like, <laughs> don't blame me. Uh, don't blame me if you fall in love. Wow. <laughs> they must make millions. <laughs> I don't... I. Uh, or first not. the coronavirus and now this. Don't even get me started. The end of mankind. <laughs> Don't go there. You know to, what? For anybody that doesn't know, we're gonna sidetrack here for coronavirus because I've been dealing with a lot. <laughs> All the schools in Alberta, which is a province in Canada, for anybody that doesn't know, all of the schools are shut down. Everything kindergarten to grade twelve shut down until next school year. All of the daycares are also closed. Well, I mean, so. it probably depends because, I mean, what? If you have, like, the end of school year, isn't it different in Canada than it is in America anyways? Like, When's the end of your school year? Like, from where I am at, it can be as late as, like, May. Not university. K-12 uh, through 12 is typically sometime around mid to late May. Yeah, it's May. Or, or, or some, sometime in May, basically. Nice try. She was Ours trying to like, the are end you of June. sure? And I'm like, Boah, I went to school here in America. Hey, but I don't trust anything that you say. So, <laughs> In Canada. Not you, Hayden. Just no, us. No, I'm, I'm saying ouch for Austin. <laughs> oh, okay. Austin, learn the folly of your ways. Someone's, someone's got to be supportive of the poor lad. Me. Um... He can't even take a compliment. Well, like it's someone trying to help him, he just picks up the negative thing out of it. So yeah, June is usually like the end of June is when school is out for K to twelve here. Okay. So I mean that you so guys still have like three months. Now, will they? Will they... No, they, they're closing it until next September when school starts again. Yeah, there's really? no more is this there, year. Yeah, is there done. no clause to? Is there no clause to reinstate it? You know, if nope. if if basically things things recover, things better. Nope, they're automatically advancing everybody to the next grade. That that kind of sucks. sucks for those of us who have young children. Uh huh. I mean, my son's in grade two, and my daughter's in kindergarten. You still have to prepare them for that next grade. Yep. I don't know anything about educating my children. Well, I mean, bad at teaching. Don't eat this. Don't chew on that. If you touch that, you're grounded. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Hopefully the the schools will you know kind of release subject materials for they are working on advance. it. But oh my god! Uh, yeah. but yeah. So, well, back to what uh, our subject is: e girls. <laughs> that's definitely a new type of economy. I mean, especially if, with people who you know. I will not lie. You know, there are some times where you're just like, dude, I just need some bro to play with, right? And you could just say like, hey, so dog. So you're more interested we'll just... in renting a man. 
Yeah, so this isn't e bros. It's realistically, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe page for Austin. <laughs> Rent me an e boy. I don't know. I just know. Just that. make sure you don't fall in love <laughs> with one of one of those e boys. What is it? So Beauty and the are, Beast. Uh, if you are interested in this site, it is egirl.gg. Um, and again, we'll have this link in the in the show notes. Um, for if you want to, you know, check it out and actually read the entire article. Um, I personally will not be soliciting it because I actually have friends. I don't, so I might. <laughs> That's what he but, says uh, to lie himself Kat, to sleep. I do have. Kat, well, I have Logan, but she doesn't play video games. I'm your friend. I'll play video games. You're my brother, man. You're my brother. Brother from another Dude. mother for shizzle. We can still be friends. <laughs> True. Fine. You know what? No, I don't want to play video games with you anymore. No, I need you. He'll no. play with me now. He's come to the dark side. We have awesome first person shooters. Oh, man. So are we ready for this I'm sorry, review? Kaden, be my friend. I'll be your friend. <laughs> yes, we should move on because now, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to our review section of this partial podcast. Um, we are going to be focused on a very retro game. This game is Baldur's Gate 2 Shadows of Am. Or basically just Baldur's Gate 2. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's. I, I personally played the Enhanced. Oh, go ahead, Austin. Sorry. Ah, just interbuting my pew point Sorry. is ew you're what my pew you know like you get in oh, between my pew <laughs> anyways continue yeah so basically Baldur's Gate 2 uh basically first released on September the 21st in 2000 on Windows it was developed by BioWare and published by Interplay Entertainment and Black Isle Studios basically D&D brought video gaming to live uh, there's a reason I didn't like this game all that much <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, so it's I, a very nerdish very nerdish game I'm fine with that. I'm a, I'm a huge nerd. I've, in fact, I've been playing a bunch of D and D while I've been here at college. Yeah, but, but this was I, probably before it was cool. Before the nerd was like, "Hey, man, that guy's nerdy. I think he's chill as hey." I mean, and I, I'll admit, I have a slight bias because I've played other, uh, video game versions of D and D in the past. I've played on the MMO Neverwinter. Uh, there was D and D Online. Uh, and just I'm not a fan of taking a really well thought out tabletop rpg like dungeons and dragons and turning it into a video game in fact the only the only version of that that i've personally think has done well is the divinity series where they've taken a pathfinder and turned it into a video game format this isn't about you kaden it's about baldur's gate 2 yes it is <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving my own two cents and stating that i may be I, I may not have the best of things to say about this game. It's okay, Caden. We'll get to your choices here in a moment. <laughs> Basically, to get back on point, it's based off of second edition rules, which if you're a long time D and -er, it's basically it's pretty ancient. Like they've come out with how many editions now of Dungeons and Dragons? Wait, uh we're on wait, fifth edition. Wait. Uh, you call it double D. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't think it would be appropriate from my mouth, Kat. I think that would be like... Oh, that's where you draw the line? 
There's, there's things where I shall not say and compromise my position, Kat. Unfortunately, that's one of the things that I cannot say. Yeah, so I am actually going to start you a GoFundMe page for D-Boy. <laughs> what? So, yeah, Se- second edition of Dungeons & Dragons was released in 2000, uh, the year 2000. Uh, third, uh, third edition, I want to say, was released in 2003, 2004. Uh, fourth edition, yes. I want to say, was released in 2007. And then fifth edition, I think, was released in 2012. Well, basically, there's a crap ton of those things. And <laughs> it's just a very old set edition. So if you're, like, trying to go back and play it, and you're a D&D for the fifth edition, fifth generation, be wary, adventurer. The rules are different. Yes, Whoa. the mechanics. Yeah, the mechanics are not going to be the same. You're going to think you're going to be doing one thing, and it's going to be the complete opposite. Um, I know... It, it, like for instance, the first place you'll see that's character creation, where you, you'll you'll go through and you'll pick your spells, and instead of having spell like in, in fifth edition, instead of having spell slots to, uh, you know that you can just pull spell slots that you can pull to cast any spell that you have access to, uh, you instead slot uses for each of the spells that you have. In layman's English. <laughs> um, spell casting is one of the main things you'll notice is different it's difficult is that easy enough for you Austin I think so <laughs> is that what that means Ma just, just... Oh, no. okay. um, I mean yeah the, the basic synopsis is it's I mean it's a your typical RPG dungeon crawler you're an adventurer you're trying to go around fighting monsters gaining treasures completing quests and as with the help of the companions that you pick up along the way. Um I mean it's it's the try it's the try and true method that has worked, I mean, so far. Well, I mean, I it's also like from two thousand, so I mean they probably didn't have much choice or opportunity at the time. I mean I mean it's I mean it, it's it's trying and true. I mean, all RPGs kind of fall into that similar category. It's a you know, why invent the wheel when the current one works just fine? Because of the graphics. Choo 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 choo. <laughs> yeah, two thousand. Yeah. So oh, we, I personally played the enhanced edition. I'm assuming you guys did too. Yes, definitely. So the enhanced edition was released in 2013. Uh, kind of, it, it included all the extra. It includes some extra adventures, so not just Shadow of Um. Um, and it it did polish up the graphics a bit, though. If you're if you've never played an old PC game, you get ready for a shock. Um, I grew up playing, uh, you know, Red Commander Tiberian Sun, uh, so I, you know, I wasn't shocked by it. But it is older graphics. The care, the the detail is not as good. Um, and it was a nice blast of the past when it opened up with that full motion video of the book. I say nice blast of the past. Yeah, yeah, it was just a nice. Yeah, it was a blast of the past. He was blasted. It was nostalgic. So I'm sitting here like, wow, I haven't seen anything like this in decades. How old are you? So, You're not decades. What are you? No, like? but I've played games that are decades and old. He hasn't seen it in decade. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a decade. Okay, that makes more sense. But you're like decades ago, eons into the past. It feels like it sometimes. (laughs) Whatever, (laughs) you youngins. Ah, but 
it was a very fun game. I mean, even though the enhanced version was 2013, it definitely like brought a little bit of update to it. You know, coloring, shading, cells use, and you know, it still reminds you that it's old, but in a good way, right? You know, you're just like, hey, you know, it's kind of like wow. Looking back on it, you're like, man, that thing was ancient. I mean, it was probably top of the line back in 2000. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, it even. But I definitely wasn't a gamer back in 2000. <laughs> I wasn't a gamer up until, you know, a couple of years ago. So to me, it was like, what did I get myself into? See, and it, it's, um... it even won like a, you know, role playing game of the year by IGN in 2000. I mean, it was a huge deal with the type of gameplay, with the isometrics. It just oh, yeah, puts it overboard. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's still a huge cult following for it. In fact, part of the reason we chose this game was because they are currently in the making or they are currently in the process of making Baldur's Gate 3. Dun dun beware. Um, they, I do not believe they've re- released uh a date yet for early access. Um though there is a Reddit AMA uh where the creative director for Larian Studios, uh Sven Vink 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 Vinsk Sure, I'm butchering his last name. Oh, God, the, the creative director basically had an AMA up to to answer any questions that fans had. Um, I'll be sure to you know, kind of include it in the related links as well. Uh, answer several questions about the gameplay and what to expect, what to not expect. And so if you're interested in that, go check that out. Back to the adventure, my friend. Of <laughs> No, I had a question. No, I had a question. So since you've read some of it, is the... Um... Or the um the way that you move around is that going to be better? Are they going to fix that? Uh, probably not. Yeah, uh, that's probably something that we should mention is that movement is very slow. You have to click and point to get where you need to, and then you're just waiting for the characters to actually get to a door. You can't just fast travel. It's kind of a pain in my buttocks. It's not even just that you can't fast travel. It's that you have well for me because I played it on my computer. You have to click. Yeah, it's. And I mean, it's RT, It's RTS controls. I grew up with playing, oh. you know, real time strategy games where it's similar camera. It's a uh, top view camera, on you. You know, highlight all the units you want to move around. You right click to move them. Uh, in fact, one of the things that was difficult for me was to get used to having to interact things with uh, left click instead of right click. Uh, but that didn't take too long for me to. The boy speaks out. of strategy. <laughs> For me, going from, you know, W is forward, S is backwards, and, you know, AD, and then moving the mouse to toggle the view, completely different. I did not like it. I yeah. sound like a privileged, a privileged gamer. I didn't like it. I could see down their shirt. <laughs> I didn't say I was being a prude. <laughs> Good show, woman. Good show. Good show. So it's so I mean it's it's not necessarily just a, a privilege. It's just a difference in, in kind of movement styles, gameplay styles. Um, I mean, so and you instead of using the keypad to move, uh, you can instead use it to you know cast spells and uh, go to the different menus. So if you have it memorized, you can kind of combo spells together if you like. Yeah, but there is one problem I, I wish this game really had was some friggin' like tutorial. Like, hey, yes. <laughs> this is your inventory. Yeah. You might want to use this so you don't die. Hey, you know, this is your map. You want to check this in case you fall down a pit of death? Ha <laughs> ha! It's just something 
because it just, it gave me nothing. I started and I'm like, what do I do? Well, I guess I can push a button. Nope. Well, well, that pulled up some weird screen. What is this? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> and yes, there is a lack of tutorial. If you are unfamiliar with the Baldur's Gate series or you're just kind of unfamiliar with video games in general, um, I'd recommend trying to find a YouTube video, maybe giving a tutorial because this game, it's similar. If you've ever played Dark Souls, they, a sort of tips they give you is very minimal, if at all. Um, you're just kind of thrown into the fray and expect it to perform. Uh, like, yeah. for instance, if you're like me and you're used to, you know, the current edition of Dungeons & Dragons, where when you rest, uh, you kind of regain uh, all your spell slots and uh, all your health and whatnot, that is not how this works. Uh, when you rest, to my knowledge, all you do is just regain your spell uses back. Uh, and you just kind of advance time in the game. So there's, if you're not familiar with the second edition of Dungeons and Dragons, there's going to be a bit of a steep learning curve. There definitely is, because I had trouble. Yeah, there was a lot of trouble for me, because normally when you pick up a game and it tells you, hey, you know, do you want to pick this guy or this guy? Oh, okay. I'll pick this guy. He looks kind of cool. Or his stats are a little bit better or easier to understand how to use. But this one, like, really takes the cake. You basically have to, t I, and I don't know, this could be different for you guys, but I literally took, like, 45 minutes to design my character, his skills, his stats. It goes all the way down to abilities, Skill side, spells, yep. class, sub-specialized class. And you're thinking, gee. See, for the first time ever, I didn't. I didn't care. I'm like, I just want to play this. I want to know what it's and about. I, I have no idea what I'm I, doing. I streamed this with some buddies. It was like a four and a half hour stream, I think. Um, and yeah, we spent, so between, because it was the first time I launched, I had ever launched the game. So between trying to get it to stop crashing um, and then going and making you know making our making the game getting everyone in the game figure out who because there's six there's a it's a party of six if you're doing a multiplayer and we only had four people so figure out who wants to have two characters uh that they have you could have rented an e-girl i, I could have i hey, i wish i knew e boy in Austin. i'm here to play with you tonight <laughs> prepare to go on adventure uh, uh. <laughs> I'm also gonna have a link for um Austin's <laughs> GoFundMe page. Um, oh no! But yeah, then we then we had to you know get all of our characters made and figure out you know party composition. So like basically making sure that we have a tank, we have a healer, we have a spellcaster. It basically took us at least an hour uh, in just making characters before we could start. And then it was fun trying to get everyone to kind of work together and figure out what to do because again there's not a tutorial so none of us knew what was going on and yeah this is this is definitely not a noob friendly game you must be experienced to join this ride stop <laughs> i tell you what i want what i really, really want i want to i want to i want to build my character out nine levels out <laughs> you're triggering me <laughs> um yeah, with that, I mean, with that being said, I mean the, the gameplay is going to start off, you know, kind of a little slow. Uh, but you're definitely going to be pumping a lot of hours in this game. Um, people have reported that, you know, they're they've reported you know three two hundred to three hundred hours, shit alone in this game, which is if a lot. entire lifetime. I mean, my God, yeah. that's like you'd be doing it more than eight hours a day, like to get that type of gameplay. 
yeah, your typical game is gonna be anywhere for between 40, 50 hours with some outliers, and this is definitely a huge outlier. Well, it could what does that say about the video game industry and now though? That games have gone from, you know, hundreds of hours of gameplay down to forty to sixty. Well, well not all s- games back then were hundreds of hours. Plus, you have um, to think about it this way as well. You know, it's, it, the difference is is the amount of data put into a video game. Back then, you know, back in the 90s, sure, some of their stuff was just, you know, like it was the the coup de gras, right? They were like, oh, my God, look at these graphics. Man, it almost looks real. And then, you know, like days go on, years go on, and people are like, man, we can totally do an update. Get Unreal Engine right and they add and they add and they add all the finite little details and that's what takes away from the hours upon hours of gameplay you're just enjoying the view uh I, can i kind of sorry go ahead i disagree uh because i mean they're still making games now that you know achieve the, the hundred that hundreds of hours mark breath of the wild um the yeah. witcher 3 you know all the games in that article really you know traditionally really long games so I don't think it's so much that we've got away from being able to put hundreds of hours into a game. I just think that this is one of the few games in which there is so much content that you could put hundreds of hours into this. For instance, Skyrim. I've known people who've put 700 hours into that game on just you know a single playthrough alone just because there are so many, there's so much to do and there is so much to explore. That might be true, but you still have to consider the amount of data that most of these games require it's it pales in comparison to what they used to have back then i mean nowadays you have to literally have a couple of terabytes to have like at least more than five video games right it's because the amount of stuff they try to add in there and don't get me wrong i'll give you grant i'll give you granted amount that breath of the wild is a freaking long game but you also have to consider the differences between how hyper realistic it is and how much data is incorporated with the game versus like well we're going to focus on the plot more than like the actual graphics we're going to make this elongate with the amount of data we're given for like chips or uh downloadable content etc that's what really separates it i'm talking for games like detroit human right becoming human human. it's like if you look at that you're like man the graphics are wicked this is intense why can't we have more of this it's because they focus on that beautiful aspect what they have and they of course they have to back off a little bit in regards to gameplay but you're still left with something that's beautiful and that's what i'm really talking about well and i can kind of see that but i mean for instance using your example detroit become human i mean they they're pulling on the heavy rain sort of gameplay where it's a it's more of a storytell. It's 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 more of a storytelling g- gameplay. You know, there's some there's some quick uh, what's the word? Quick time, quick time events. Yeah, quick time event. Sorry, gameplay, uh, moving around and whatnot, investigating. But overall, the the gameplay is meant to help better tell the story to to allow you to interact more with the story because the game's priority is you know a, it's a storytelling driven game, whereas you know something like Call of Duty is a first person it's a intense action first person shooter where the goal is to run around and shoot and rinse and repeat there's i mean that's the substance the substance is the competitive nature of the game that game also has a bunch of assets and you know can be very beautiful at times and can be super clunky on the pc port (coughs) black ops 4 (coughs) yes the pc port (laughs) look how beautiful it is stop it (laughs) 
<laughs> so, had enough of that already. <laughs> done. I just heard the mom voice come out. <laughs> uh oh. I'm in trouble. Oh no. I'm sorry, cat. <laughs> but no, I, I so I could see where you're coming from, but I, I think that there are still games released in the modern day that achieve at least close to, if not the amount of hours that this game comes out. And I'm pretty sure the 200 to 300 hours is total gameplay, and that's with more exploration than the game devs probably figured people would put into it. Because it sucks to play. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it sucks. No, I mean, there's still good qualities about it. I mean, obviously, like, the choices in the game that you pick, I mean, you know, you could totally take a guy off with the wrong verbiage. I tried saying to him, like, hey, man, it's all good, you're brother. you're familiar with that, aren't you, Austin? Well, with the knowledge of the English language. <laughs> No, the wrong quote-unquote verbiage. Which is... Meaning that you piss me off with your words. Aww, <laughs> cat. I never knew I meant that much to you. Aww. Yeah, it's a lot of love. Love you. Aww. That's what we're all about here at Bad Gamers Anonymous. The love. <laughs> no, now it's gone. Um, now it... <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's a lot of character development between you, your party, and the NPCs, and yeah, di- you know, simple dialogue choices can have drastic impacts on your on your playthrough. Uh, much like in the actual tabletop, you know, game, you could accidentally mess up and saying something you shouldn't have, and all of a sudden you're having to fight, you know, twenty thugs that have you know, kind of encircled you and your party. life chose me no you gotta be you gotta be gamist you gotta be i chose the dwarf life axes (laughs) now i don't know about you guys but i didn't really i i didn't really care for the music it was i mean it was decent it i mean it added it added to the game it didn't really take too much away but just eh it kind of felt like an afterthought really yeah i mean it reminded me of gauntlet you know, like the old gauntlet. Eh, die. Reveal your potion to me. <laughs> you know, just it was just very classy kind of like dungeon-esque games that you play in the arcade, right? And, it's, and don't get me wrong. It's it's great, especially since this is a retrogram. It just kind of takes you back to that. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. I will say the voice, yeah. I will say the voice acting definitely took me back. Oh god, the voice acting. Really? <laughs> what do you mean? That's really like so the one part that I thought was really well done. What the music? It, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was fine, but just eh. it's fine. No, I thought it was actually really well done. It was consistently <laughs> well done. It really draws you into the game. It fits fits the genre and it adds to the overall experience. I mean, actually it improves the overall experience from shitty to okay. Oh, okay. We went from shitty to okay. That's all we can ask. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the good thing, though, about this game, though, is that you don't have to suffer alone. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, like Caden said earlier, it's like six players. Can you imagine the insane amount and of And you can arguing? rent Austin for the low, low price of whatever it said on the website. Don't worry, boys. I'm gentle with my next spell. I can imagine having six players because I had four and it was an experience. Um, oh I will my. say if you're going to ha- if you're going to have multiple players, uh, try and stick to two or three. In my personal opinion, uh, just because it makes it slightly more manageable. 
once you get higher than that, um, I mean, it's if you've ever played the game, you know how you know, how difficult it is. It can be sometimes to get a party to all agree on doing one thing. Um, also, yeah. keep in mind that whoever hosts the multiplayer game is considered the main character or the protagonist. Um, that is especially important because the fact that there are certain spells in which only the protagonist can cast. For instance, the Fight Familiar spell. Only the main character in a multiplayer game can cast that. Uh, there are also certain things that only the main character or the host of the game can interact with or talk to. So, uh, like, one of my buddies was playing a Beastmaster and had the Fight Familiar spell. And that was going to be kind of his crutch for a little bit. And he went to cast it and got pissed because only I could cast that, apparently. So, just a, just a warning to those who have who have you know friends that want to play this game with them. Yeah, that I could definitely see. Cat, what what about Crowley? Where's Mister Crowley on the prowl? Mm. Oh gosh, okay, Not Crowley keeper. Oh uh, gosh, this is gonna be so much fun. Um so thanks a lot for that, Logan. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank uh, you, Caden. You've helped my plans for world domination. <laughs> I didn't say Caden. <laughs> she said Logan. Uh anyways, there's there's also a wide a wide variety of uh difficulties. There's like six or seven of them, ranging from easy to extremely hard. Why would you play this? Which one did you guys play? Uh, the in the multiplayer match that I did, we tried to do the core set, uh, the core set rules, and then I just revert to normal because, eh, I I didn't really feel much of a difference between the two. Yeah, after like, dude, I just put it on easy because then going through all the choices and trying to catch up, and I'm just like, oh my god, I have to remember this too. Trying to look locate like everything that would be so difficult i'm just sorry just it, it was too hard and i was just like let's get on with the game i was i'm with cat it it like, i get it like if you want to build like a cake why game, do you assume i played on easy well i thought you did did you play on something harder but why because why <laughs> you all because you play all games on easy you're like me when i, I was young. You. you're like me you're like me when i was a young gamer when i was I'm a young man you. <laughs> I'm older than you by like five or six years or something. Yeah, yeah but must be I, like, really 20, ancient. He went back know. in time and came back the yeah. same way. But you said you've been playing video games for how long? I don't know, like three, four years. I've been gaming for oh what? Decade and a half now? I have both of you beat. I've been playing <laughs> games since I've been like seven years old. You guys are like well, we can't all be fifty Austin, to me. Okay? I've been playing, yeah, I've been playing games since I was like six or seven, but I'm also like seven years your junior. Precisely. That's why I'm your elder son. <laughs> you just know what I say now. You don't, no, boy, uh-uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, you're going to listen so, yeah, so, to me now. <laughs> so, Kat, what I, what I basically was saying was when I started off gaming, I would play everything on easy. So it's, it's, it's funny sitting, basically kind of looking back at the past and seeing someone doing the same thing as I was doing as a kid. Oh, For the record. I don't play Breath of the Wild on easy. I play that hard because I'm good at it. <laughs> it's because it's a bad game. Caden, um, <laughs> no. That bond that we had is now gone. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, gosh. Hey, was there any special modes on this game? I could not find anything special. Uh, I don't believe there was anything. If there was, I haven't found it. And Neither did I in all my research. Yeah. I mean, it was special with, like, all the characters. I'll give you that much. I mean, they at least varied their stuff. Everything from, like, an evil dwarf to, like, a cool, like, a, oh, man, I hate Minsk. I just, I, I can't stand his personality in the video game. Had to be the most annoying one, in my opinion. Just saying. Like, the. a lot. Well, I mean, it's just saying, you know, you know, he, first of all, he talked to a gerbil. A space gerbil. Yeah, most people do that. Okay, yeah. We'll get you back to the insane hospital as soon as we can, once we're done with this podcast. <laughs> you have to come to Canada first. Oh, Canada, here I come to get this crazy person. So, overall thoughts, everybody? Unless there was any other parts that I'm missing? Let's start with Austin, because he may have more good things to say about it than Kat or I. Yeah. Uh, so, I have to do have to admit, guys. Great stories, good plot background. It's really long gameplay. I mean, my gosh, just to get through one dungeon took me like three hours. This is with exploring, trap checking. I mean, you have characters that do that automatically for you even, and it just like, oh, well, look at that. It's a trap, but if I disable it, I can get a crap ton of treasure, right? So it gives you much more opportunity uh, with that type of gameplay when it's long. And, you know... One thing I do kind of hate about it is if you do not pick the right class, which I probably didn't, I picked like a druid subclass, super druid or whatever they called it. It basically like you can't carry a single darn thing. You can carry a 50 pound bag and then you get your pack mule Minsk, uh, you know, a player that you, you pick up in the game that you rescue and he can carry like over 250 pounds. And you're like, Jesus, I picked the wrong guy for this type of game. But with the hours, you know, that it gives you, you're definitely going to be taking it a long while. I barely got to like Aktala, which is like the main city. And that took me like, again, a really long time, three to four hours. So one dungeon, yeah, it drives a person insane. But... It has a huge, large fantasy immersion. You're playing anything from, like, you know, half-elves, half-orcs, dwarves, you name it. Humans with multiple double-class varieties. Uh, you can even do multiple skills for certain characters. The, the gameplay is endless. My God, I, I would think that a normal person would probably be done with just, like, one character for that two to three hundred hour run. Um, but, you know, I love the dedication that it provides, you know, with the D&D and second generation. What, what? It, it puts it itself in its own game category as a real-time strategy. You can pause during, you know, your beat-ups, and you're just like, hmm, how shall I defeat this creature of orc-tracity? Yes, with a spell of invisibility! You know, it just gives you time and opportunity to move through that, and I will admit... The multiplayer gameplay can get hectic if you don't have like a chosen dungeon master. But it's a worthy game, and especially with what's coming, guys, like you're going to be bored. Please pick up a game like Baldur's Gate 2 and just don't kill yourself with boredom. <laughs> what would you rate it? Honestly, I would have to give it a, a pretty decent high rating. I would give it like a 9 out of 10. Damn, what? 9 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, dude, even though there were certain parts that I hated, like 
It was so corny, but you have to admit, with the the age of the year, you know, it was 2000, so you give it some slack in some terms for, for what they had, but they dumped, like, literally so many hundreds of hours that you can play, and that's just for, like, one character. One character, and there's dozens of, like, class sets and kits. Kits, my God, you can be a thief and a wizard at the same time, I think. It just, it's, I think. it's nuts. That's all I'm saying. I only picked the druid, okay? I didn't yes, try can, anything else. That was just too much for like 45 minutes of setup. Yeah, you can, you can dual class as both a thief and a mage. Oh, good God. But, that'd be so insane. So I, I think the game's okay. Um, I like the fact that it's based off of D&D, and I can really appreciate the amount of character customization that you're offered. Um, and the fact that you can even just customize your entire party if you want, if you're that micro about it. Um, just for me, I think that there were some gameplay mechanics that they could have fleshed out. Um, I wish they would have put in a tutorial, because especially for those who are not familiar with second edition D, uh, second edition D and D, it's really hard to get into because of that steep learning curve. Um, and on top of that, I, while I'm fine with the RTS controls, you kind of aerial view, point and click sort of style, I would have rather the combat to be turn based, similar to Divinity Original Sin, than you know the possible you know kind of actiony combat that they have there. That's you know reminiscent of you know Dragon Age Origins if you've ever played that, um, and especially because of the fact that's based off of a turn based uh, TTRPG, I think that. A, a turn-based sort of combat would have benefited better, especially because of the amount of tactics that they expect you to put into this game. Um, I, I think I'd give this about five out of ten, all in all. Uh, it's not my cup of it's not my cup Oof. of tea personally. Um, again, I think I'd just rather play D and D, just you know the actual tabletop game. However, I could see, I I could see that there are things here that people would really enjoy, and that would it would get them to put in you know. 200 300 hours into this game Oof, still it's like a low that's like a low blow i mean <laughs> no, i think i think it's accurate oh. it's an accurate oh cat oh no so, what did you think cat oh no oh you know stuff and things but um <laughs> i <laughs> the main plot was good um the amount of side plots, uh, character subplots, and the variety that they have quests was really well done. I thought the music was really well done, even though nobody else seemed to. Uh, puzzles and mental challenges that you come across, again, all really well done. Adds to the whole ambiance of it all. Not my cup of tea, though. Don't like the gameplay. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a whiny, bratty. Compared to earlier. Not rich kid, but... Sassy pants. Nope, definitely not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> like a privileged gamer. I'm going to sound like a privileged gamer. I didn't like it. It was too old, and I like the new games. <laughs> well, that definitely sounds like what you said earlier. Exactly. So I have to disagree with Austin where, you know, don't download this game <clears throat> if you're going to be stuck inside. Get something else. If you like the the kind of game style, get Skyrim. Get Elder Scrolls Online. Don't get, don't get Elder Scrolls Online. Stay away. Don't hey, get Elder Scrolls. No. Please don't. <laughs> yes. Listeners, get we Elder warn Scrolls. you. 
We warn you from the heretic. It is a good game. Screw you guys. <laughs> Screw you Love guys. That game. I'm going home. I could do a carbon impression. I would right now. <laughs> Actually, I could do with like a beer, a good Guinness or a Irish car bomb. Oh, that would be so, so good. So what would you rate this game, Kat? Four, three, three and a half. Ooh, three and damn. Ouch. See, that, that's where damn. I go. Ouch. Oof. Don't. Like even <laughs> given the year it was made, you even the year. Oh, that's 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 giving it some uh, points already because of the year wow. it was made. Wow. There were so many things that they could have fixed when before they released the enhanced edition, like Caden said. Like they should have. They dropped the ball. Well, I mean, they did redo it in 2013, so I mean. Got to give them some yeah. slack. They catching up with all the other stuff that they make, probably. Yeah, but there was still a, there was a set culture for including tutorials at the beginning of games around that time. Yeah, so I mean, if they had included a tutorial and a brief, you know, well, yeah, a tutorial of any sort, I would have bumped it up to at least four and a half. But they didn't, so three and a half it is. Damn. <laughs> I do apologize, yep. Elder Scrolls. Skyrim, too. get Elder Scrolls Online. How oh, can get Breath of the Wild? <laughs> Don't get this uh, game. Uh, All right. Well, next week uh, we're reviewing a more modern game that's actually recently gotten a, a bit of a a, re, a remaster or release itself. Uh, it is State of Decay Two, uh, Juggernaut Edition. Yes, uh, we will. I think we're all playing the Juggernaut Edition, which has all the DLC and it's gotten all you know the bug fixes that they've included. Uh and yeah, we'll be kind of go over that uh for you guys next week uh if you want to you know kind of just join the fray feel free to check out our discord which can be accessed at our website at badgamersanonymous.com and from all of us here at bad gamers anonymous myself cat and austin we'll see you guys next time thank you for listening to bad gamers anonymous Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem. <laughs>